Hey everyone, and uh, welcome back. This is your host, Tyler. And I'm Tori. And today I did not come up with an intro because I'm a terrible host. Yeah, we've had like some things happening here and now since our last podcast. It has been so busy and hectic. Yeah, what a what a time to be alive. 2021, you know? <laughs> anyway, you want to tell them what we're going to be talking about this week? Uh, you mean they don't want to hear about like our lives? We have to go straight into the topic? Unless you guys want to hear about this, but I feel like this episode is going to be partially based on our lives as well. Mm, that's a it good did point. happen in our lives. That is true. This is a true scary story. Bum, bum, bum. Absolutely terrifying. It was not that terrifying. It was so much fun. To me, it was. All right. Well, today we are going to be talking about this um, nice little horror escape room that Tori and I went to with my older brother as well. Guys, this was fantastic. This is by far the best escape room I've ever done. Never doing an escape room like this ever again. Well, what if it was the same company but like a different theme? As long as they don't have that one aspect that we will be talking about later on in this episode, I will be fine. Dang. So that being said, spoilers to um, this escape room. Um, well, I feel like as long as we don't say like which company it is and where it is like you might you know that's a fair it. point i will spoil this though it's in southern california Ooh. there was no ghost i just wanted to say it like that no. <laughs> but yeah no so this place was like super fun we um i found it online and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do because you know covid and everything's closed down and this is before this final lockdown happened so tori my brother and i we found this this escape room and what I liked about it was there was, like, this whole theme of mystery. When you clicked on this specific room, it said, the only thing we can tell you is that there's a elevator, and we think this is pretty unique, and it is very scary. Every other maze they had this comp that this company did, you could see, like, what the actual... Like, Story of it yeah, is. Yeah, what the theme is. But this one was just so much mystery, and it intrigued the hell out of me. <laughs> I was opting to go for one of the other ones, but I got outvoted. Yeah, so I wanted this one, and then we're like, okay, well, Travis is going to be the guest, so he was the tiebreaker, so I said the two options, and he was like, I want the first one. And I was like, yes! Tori was like, no! And I was like, mwahaha. <laughs> <laughs> I was deeply regretting it halfway through. Yeah, so anyway, so we go to this place, and uh, it took about like 30-40 minutes for us to get there. And it was in kind of like this downtown -y area, and there was like this giant building. So we're waiting outside, like in front of the building, and I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, this is the right address. Knocking on the door, but the door is locked. We can't get in. Well, we had also gotten there, I want to say like 15 or so minutes early. So they weren't going to let us in for a bit. True, which is understandable because there might have been another group or something in there, which there wasn't. But... It still kind of like threw me off because normally we can kind of like open the front door and I was like, in my head, I was like, oh my god, did we just get scammed like out of 150 bucks? Like, god damn it. <laughs> That's what I was freaking out about. Travis pointed out that he's also in looking through the front window, but the front window had like these blackout blinds so you couldn't see inside them. So someone must have like moved the blind and like peeked out to see if we were there. That made me feel very relieved. <laughs> But the thing was, we also saw, like, a note on the front of the door that said, oh, this is the place. What I thought was really cool was, as we were standing around this building waiting to be let in, all of a sudden, the mail slot opens up. 
And, you know, the mail slot was connected to the door, and there's, like, this little note sticking out. And I was like, that wasn't there before. So we grabbed the note, and I'm reading it, and it says, okay, you have to read the instructions out loud once you do this, you know, blah, blah, liable, and then you'll be able to be let in. So we stand in front of the door, I read the note out loud, and then we have to read the rules, like, pasted on the front of the door, and all of a sudden, a key drops out of the mail slot, and then the games began. So once we got in, it was a very creepy room. You could see these, like, elevator doors to your left. And to the right, there was this old TV and this, like, plastic birdcage with a doll in it. As well as a desk and there was a phone booth and some of the other, like, miscellaneous things. So we just entered the building and there was, like, this TV that was playing... So on the TV, this black and white video starts playing and it tells us basically the story that we're going to be going through, which is this mad scientist who went on this serial killer rampage, basically killing a lot of his patients and other people. And we found out through the video that the place we were in was actually a hotel that the police had tracked him to years prior. But he escaped, and during his escape, he went blind as well as killing other people. Yeah, so it was uh, it was very interesting. The room was really dark. There's a lot of, like, clues already. So we're kind of looking around to begin with. And one of the things that the TV said, or maybe it was our friend Beetlejuice that said this. I can't remember. I thought it was the TV. But Beetlejuice was the little doll inside the birdcage, and he was dressed exactly like Beetlejuice from the movie. It was, <laughs> it was really funny. And he spoke like Beetlejuice, because there was a walkie-talkie in the birdcage. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a guy that was kind of, like, coming around, that was, like, talking with us. And we Yeah, we literally had to carry him around. Yeah, we had to carry Beetlejuice in the birdcage, and we couldn't forget him. So one of us always had the birdcage, and we were holding up, like, one of those old-style lanterns. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It reminded me of a video game. And so he was talking to us giving clues. Because the serial killer was blind, we found out that he was still inside the building. So Travis Torrey and I started working on the first clue, which was trying to like match like these photos with like these like dates. And it was like people that died, I want to say, or something like that. All of a sudden we hear this door open and I turn around and we see serial killer doctor who is blind. One of the things that we were told by I think by Beetlejuice. Or the TV, I can't remember. But if you see him, not to make any noise. So this whole escape room, we had to do completely quiet. We were either whispering very subtly, or we had a notepad where we could write notes to each other. And that's what added such like a fun element to this, because it was so unique. Normally, like in escape rooms that we've done in the past, we're yelling like, Oh, I found this clue, I found this clue. But this one, we had to be dead silent, or the serial killer was going to take us. I'm still kind of curious as to what would have happened because spoilers none of us got caught although that poor baby doll that got injected in the beginning so sad do you want to like expand upon that for our listener (laughs) (laughs) come on context so the first time that he came out we were all frozen watching him he almost looked like he was in a tired state he was feeling around for things, trying to listen, see if anyone's there, I guess. And there was this old baby doll on top of the TV, and he got to it 
injected it, and I put that in air quotes, because <laughs> he had a needle, but obviously nothing went in. And then he just, like, tossed it on the ground. I'm just like, oh, poor little doll. Yeah, it's true. And then the three of us were just, like, standing there, like, oh, God, what do we do? What do we do? How long is he going to be here? Is he going to leave? Eventually, he left. And then we were able to progress with the uh, figuring out the clue, thanks to Beetlejuice. I don't think we would have figured out that first one without him. No. Also, I could have done without his snarky comments. <laughs> I loved it. So when I signed us up for this escape room, I had to put all our names into it. And, you know, it was just the three of us. So he was, like, calling us by name through the walkie-talkie, which... The I first time he did that, <laughs> he literally said something along the lines of, Hey, Tori, are you going to be helping the guys out? And I stood there and looked at him. I'm like, oh, my God, this little... I wish I could have, like, flung him across the room, but then damages. Yeah, you're not supposed to destroy stuff in the escape room. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> My credit card was on file. I don't want to pay for stuff. Yeah, he was very, uh, very snappy with us. Oh my god, it was so funny. At one <laughs> point, like later on in the escape room, I had to um, go through this like bucket of blood and find a key. And it, it was so funny because we found gloves. So I put the gloves on, and on the tips of the gloves, they had these metal magnets. But the key wasn't latching like onto the magnets. So like as I'm like digging around this bucket of blood, I hear Beetlejuice going. <sighs> You know, I'm not mad that you put on the gloves to search through the bucket, but I am disappointed in you. And I was like, God dang it. Then I took off the glove and ended up like reaching into the bucket because now I felt personally attacked <laughs> and I ended up finding the key, <laughs> which honestly, it made it easier. Like the gloves were not helping like pick up the key Yeah, at the all. little magnets at the end. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of made it more challenging. Yeah. Because I was able to find the key within like two seconds with my hand in the bucket. Side note, the way that we knew that we won was we had to gather four keys and then there was this extra assignment, I guess. Yeah. Like little extra credit that, was it the poison or antidote? Yeah, I think it was we had poison. to find an antidote for poison. No, I thought it was poison because Travis was joking about like we had to give it to the doctor or something like that. It might, it might have been either or. Yeah, um, we actually yeah, did this back little... in um, October, or end of October, beginning November. November. Yeah. I looked at it a while back. God, it was so much fun, though. Yeah, so there was that one point, though, where we were able to get into this, like, second room, and there was, like, this hidden wall. So, you know, you're going through the hidden wall, and they had air darts. So, like, as you tripped a sensor, air would shoot at you and, like, you know, try and scare you. But then there was, like, this second room. So once you got into the second room, if you opened the door too far... The door would have hit this bell and made a loud noise, which, you know, as a blind doctor, he would have come after you. So the first time we go into the room, like, we're fine. We were able to squeeze through. We didn't knock the bell at all. And then we continued doing, like, you know, our, our stuff that we were doing. But at one point, we had to keep going back between the two rooms, so we had to keep trying to avoid the bell. And the second time we went into this other room, I went in first, and then Tori went in, but opened the door too far, hit the bell... And there was this, like, screen door in the back of the room. And as soon as Tori hit the bell, the doctor slammed past the screen door, charged at us. Tori and I shot to the walls, and this guy slams the door shut. And Tori and I are, like, frozen against the wall, like, oh, crap. And my brother is on the other side of the door, like, freaking out, not knowing what to do. Tori's panicking, and then the doctor's, like, walking around. He's like, 
he has this weapon that he's swinging and we're trying to avoid him and like he <laughs> we're on this opposite side of the table and he's going around oh, the table uh-uh. i'm terrified for one reason this doctor is following me oh yeah like i would we shot to the opposite ends of this it wasn't really a table as much of like a gurney almost like, because it was really short. It was like a small autopsy table. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And he legit started, like, following around my side, like, slashing through the air with this scalpel. And I'm wearing heeled boots at this time. So <laughs> Every footstep is clink, clink, clink. <laughs> no, I'm on the balls of my feet. <laughs> Trying to get to your side without making a noise. Holy crap, was that terrifying. Oh, it was so good. And then eventually the doctor <laughs> left and we let Travis back in. After Beetlejuice was like, hey, you guys want to let the other guy in? <laughs> yeah, because we started progressing with the clues and I was like, I don't want to open the door. I don't want him charging us again. God, that was so good though. That was awesome. I think the funniest moment I had was, I want to say, actually two. So while we were in there, we had to solve a few puzzles. And one of them, we needed to find a picture that was literally right on the table. And both Ty and Travis were looking over it. So I grabbed it. And then Beetlejuice, of course, is like, ah, so you are a smart cookie. <laughs> I know. He was so sassy. <laughs> it was great. And then another point, we needed to like flip something over because it had like a bunch of letters on the back. And we had to stick it in a box. Or we had to find somewhere where we could only see like a few letters. And I'm like, oh, this like butterfly box has like a few places like scratched out kind of. So then that was one of the clues. Yeah. There was also like, the, which I thought was cool. There was like this magnet with a mirror and you can extend it. And um, we had to like use that to at one point to try and find something that was in like this, like the shelf, but the shelf was locked. So we had to stick the magnet mirror thing in. And then we had to like figure out what was behind this one clue. It was so awesome. It was so well done. I think my favorite part, though, was when we came back into the first room. And in the first room, there was also this phone booth where it's like, oh, you can call the doctor or call someone. Travis goes into the phone booth because we had, and there was like this number that he had to dial. And, you know, he sits in and then I go over by the desk near kind of the front door. And I'm looking in the corner and I see the doctor. I'm like trying to wave at Tori, but she's not looking. So she's walking and then like she turns <laughs> and sees the doctor. Yeah, out of the corner of my eye. And I'm closest to him also, and closest to the phone booth. So I look over, and I swear to God, this guy is, like, smirking at me from underneath this prosthetic mask that he has. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> but I, like, freeze after I move, like, a few quiet steps away. And then he starts on his little path of going around the room. Oh, no. He slammed the phone booth shut that Travis was in. On his leg, too. Because Travis, like, had his, his leg, out. leg, like, in the door. And it slammed, like, on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Travis is like, I tried not to make a noise. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I can't remember, did something prompt him to sit down or no? I think it's because we were kind of ahead at that point. Like, we were doing pretty might, well. Might have been. But what ended up happening was while Trous was in the phone booth, he didn't remember the number correctly. So he's sitting there with the door shut. And the doctor walks up, pulls up a chair, and sits down in the middle of the lobby. So Tori and I are standing on each side of the desk. Travis is in the phone booth. Doc decides to take a nap. And we're just waiting. We're waiting. I'm looking at Travis, and, like, I'm looking at him through the glass of the phone booth, and I'm like, what is happening? And Travis is like, he's, like, mouthing something, but I can't, I don't know what he's saying. So I wrote down on one of, like, a piece of paper, what is happening? And I carefully slid that underneath the phone booth. And Travis grabbed it, and he was like, number, question mark. And I was like, crap. I had to then sneak back into the second room, and I'm like, I'm slowly opening the door, but it's still making a bunch of noise. And the doctor's head, who's now sleeping, slowly starts rising up. <laughs> and I'm just like standing there like, oh god, what do we do? What do we do? I'm about to die, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm still frozen in place, just watching the doctor... And I'm, like, waving at Ty to not move an inch at all. But finally, when Ty gets the right numbers to Travis, he do does this brilliant idea of, what, did you knock on the door or something? And then, like, quickly move out of the way. And then that woke him up and he closed the thing. Well, no, I started opening the door and then he woke up. And then eventually he kind of looked over, I stopped moving... And, like, I was holding the door so it didn't slam either. And then he just kind of, like, kind of looked at me for a few seconds and then stood up and then walked the other way. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> and then I was able to go back and get the phone number, come back to Travis, and then we were able to progress. But, yeah, that was him giving me a break, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, that was, uh, technically you didn't make that much sound... He was probably going back off. and forth, yeah. Oh man, that was good. That was terrifying. <laughs> so yeah, so we ended up finding all four keys. We rode the elevator. Not really, because the elevator didn't move. I was actually kind of disappointed by that. I wanted to go up somewhere to like another floor or something. But then at one point, Tori kind of grabs me by the arm and she's like, I can't. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, Tori, right at the end. I can feel it. I can't. No. And then Travis is like, Tori, you can do this. <laughs> Keep it together. My hands are also shaking and so are my knees. I'm absolutely terrified of this. I know in my mind that this guy was an actor, not going to hurt us, not going to touch us. But oh my god, it was terrifying. Yeah. I... The doors, when we did go in the elevator, the doors did close. And I think one of you said kind of a joke of, I wonder what would happen if he was on the other side of the door. And then that's all I was thinking about every time we went in the <laughs> elevator. Like, because the door stayed open. So when you get out of the elevator, there's still this, not dark corner, but if you don't look over at it, like, looking both ways when you're crossing the street, he could have easily been there and scared the crap out of us. But see, what I thought was going to happen was when the doors closed, I thought the lights were going to go out and there's going to be, like, some secret door inside that he walks into. And then he's in the elevator with us. 
Oh, I was actually searching for like possible like crawl doors when I was in so there So you could too. stay away from it? I'm like, I don't know which corner I need to be in. <laughs> it was so well done. Like it was super creepy. I had a blast doing this. Never again. Even the days afterwards, during the day, I would be working and hear something behind me and I would swear to God, it was the doctor coming to get me. Like, I think that night I actually told you, I'm like, no, I need you to come to bed with me. I cannot fall asleep. <laughs> like, he was so creepy. Like, I mean, he, he was just wearing a rubber mask. Yeah, but it was how he moved. And how silent he was. And we actually found out a little bit later. Because I was suspicious of this. Like halfway through. How Beetlejuice would talk when the doctor wasn't around. But he was always silent when the doctor was in. So it ended up that Beetlejuice and the doctor were the same guy. The right. same guy that's putting on the whole thing. But he was... It doesn't matter what costume you're in. If you can act properly, you can be terrifying. Oh, yeah. And he did such a great job of it. Absolutely. I had a blast. It was so much fun. I Because I love the problem solving, but adding the extra layer of you have to be quiet made the whole thing even more intense. And it was only an hour long. It wasn't like this long thing. Yeah, but I feel like that was also the longest hour of my life. <laughs> but we beat it. We succeeded. We won. And then I needed a drink afterwards. Yeah, but that was the most satisfying <laughs> one we've done. We've only done three escape rooms at this point, And we've solved two two of the three. The first one we did, we didn't solve. Second no, one... No, we only... We had, what, five or six people? Yeah. That? And that was our first one. It was kind of hard because, like, everyone would find clues and you didn't know someone found a clue. And then everyone's just talking over each other. Yeah. It was a little harder. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've done three of them, I think we definitely know how to look for clues. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, every... Yeah, it was fun. I want to go back to that company and do some of the other ones. They had, like, a werewolf one. They had, like, some asylum thing. I know. Those sound really good. And I would like to do those. If there wasn't, like, a werewolf or a psychopath coming after us the whole time. Yeah, but I, I don't think there is because... And that's why I think they said this one was unique was because they didn't want to spoil it with the fact that someone was wandering around that was going to kill you. Yeah, and I think if I knew about the doctor going around, I would have fought you guys tooth and nail to go. Yeah. I had no idea, though. That was the whole thing. That, that's what intrigued me about it when we found it, because I was like, I don't know what to expect. That's more exciting. <laughs> but of course, that's what makes horror fun, because... Horror, once you know what it is, to me, it's less terrifying. That's why, like, when you have a monster movie, the second the monster's revealed, it's not as scary anymore. Like, it's much scarier seeing the buildup of finding the footprints, seeing the slash marks, finding the dead bodies, getting just, like, tiny glimpses of the monster, and then at the end, the monster's there. And then it's like, oh, that's cool. All right, now let's watch the ending, because now I've seen the monster. <laughs> True, but also with scary movies, what I do appreciate is you can either walk out if you're in a movie theater, or you can pause it like I always do, you know, give myself some time to breathe, remind myself that it's fake, nothing's gonna come after me, 
and then I could possibly finish it. But there are ones where I'm, I literally walk away from them. I'm like, I can't do this. Wimp. <laughs> I know, scary things aren't for everyone. I was about to say, like, before you met me, I was like a no horror girl. That's true. Very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I show her all the scary things. I love horror. <laughs> you introduced me to so many things. Yeah. It's my personal challenge to find something that genuinely scares me. Hasn't happened yet. It's more me being intrigued. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> but with the escape rooms, it feels like D&D to me, where it's like, I'm solving puzzles. And that, I love that aspect. And that's why I know where it's like, it's not going to happen. It's not like one of those haunted houses where like, you sign away your rights and then they shove food in your face, but it's not really food. It's like worms or something like that. Like those I will never do because that's like some weird sadism stuff that <laughs> I want no part of. Because that's not scary to me. That's just like unpleasant. <laughs> like genuine terror, I feel like if anything would have been that escape room because that's creepy. Yes. You don't know what was going to happen going into it. The they others... drop a key right in front of you and then you're just doing this thing trying to avoid a guy. That's terrifying to me. Yeah, the other ones that we did were more mystery than anything and that's what I liked. Yeah, there were things that made us jump like was it um once we put pieces down in the right order i want to say for one of the escape rooms the vent that you can crawl through oh, that, that little cool. door slammed down and scared all three of us oh yeah no all of us jumped on that because well, that was metal slamming on the ground I know, but still. But yeah, but Those that was ones... cool though, because we got to go through that little crawl space, and then we had to solve a puzzle where there was like these like lights and wires and stuff inside the crawl space. I swear to God, that's the one thing that excited you the most. Yeah, I got to go through a crawl space. That's awesome. <laughs> the rest of the room was all right. I mean, I'm mad that we didn't didn't get to finish like the first one, but that's whatever. Second one was fun, but this this last one, the horror one, I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. And I would recommend that company to anyone. So. If you guys like it, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter, and I will totally give you the name and location of this uh, escape room. We also have a photo of our success from this escape room on the Tales of Grim Instagram. <laughs> so you can see us and little Beetlejuice in his birdcage. Any uh, closing thoughts, Tori? I mean, like always, guys, like and subscribe, comment on our Instagram and Twitter. And if you guys have any interest in our other escape room experiences, please comment on those two forums and we will definitely try to get to it. Yes. We love hearing from you guys. Absolutely. Please write all our scripts for us and give us ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But I do love the ideas because, you know, you guys might think of something that we don't typically think of. I mean, hell, if you guys do have scripts... We can probably do something where, like, we act it out like golden eyes. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. See ya.